Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Welcome to the second hour of the first day Sunday magazine show. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty. CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. If you want to check the value of that home, go to HoosierHomeValues2023.com. It's free. And uh, I think you can use it. We all can use it just for fun, just to check and see what your home is worth. Listen, hope you're having a great long Labor Day weekend the unofficial end of summer. No, I say stop doing that. Stop saying that. I won't say it anymore. I just did. I meant to not, but I did. We still have three weeks left of summer. (laughs) I agree. So plenty of time for fun. Uh, Everybody feels like, I feel like everybody's in a hurry to get rid of it. You know, everybody's like, yeah, well, it's the unofficial end of the summer. Uh, well, you've got three weeks. All right, all right. I'm sorry. Enjoy it Easy, while it lasts. You've been a little Terry bit Stacey grouchy about that, that whole weather thing today. What's that? Just a few things that upset me, and I think you know what the others are. <laughs> you know, Terry and I were married once. No, we were never married. It, it was enough. No, we were never married. That's Denny Smith, and we were never married. <laughs> Kyle and Tally is here producing the show. Good you know, morning. Kyle and Tally and I were married once. Kyle and has never Smith. been married to Tally. That is churlish. <laughs> you quit that right now. All right. I will say, go follow us on Facebook, First Day with Terry Stacy. You can also find our podcast on WIBC.com and wherever you stream your podcasts. Love it. Go follow all of it and interact, and maybe you'll get a listener shout-out. My listener shout-out, though is Nick for Speedway. He has been following our account since the very beginning. This Nick? Yes. It's in studio? That Nick one. Sturgeon? Uh-huh. I'm glad you all have met. Nick Sturgeon is here. Hi, Nick. Hello, hello. Speedway Zone. Oh, my gosh. You know, uh, for somebody that's grown up in Speedway, it's neat to see the new generations coming in to Speedway. You know, your transplant, but a 10-year transplant is a keeper. You know, that's the way we look at it, Terry Lynn, but... Uh, he lives on 14th Street, which is real close to Are the church. Are you going to give him the address? No, no, no. I was no, say, no. is it, that a bit too personal? No, no, I was just going to say, but that was the very center of Speedway for many, many years. Yeah. That's where a lot of the executives from Electrical Steel Electric right? Steel Castings and, of course, what we used to call Allison's. But all of them, you know, that was just a great – it was one of the first neighborhoods of Speedway. Yeah, as well. I just and, love that the neighborhoods still look the same and are so well-kept oh and manicured gosh, yes. and, and treasured, really. Those homes, you know, you don't see you don't see new building – new building – new homes that are moving right. in in that cluster of the city uh i love that i love speedway and nick how are you i am doing well thank you for having me on the show now i brought nick in here with us i think you were fans of hammer and nigel first you I mean you really started following robin and robin and guy and all those you know yeah. all of the group the group he's yeah. a big fan and um so i got to know him because he, of cybersecurity. he's an it guy knows about cybersecurity, and i would i would talk to him about as kids were headed back to college, how to keep safe. And 
now, Dick or Nick, I am learning about this. Was just a story uh, WRTV posted yesterday. A new report revealing a growing number of identity theft victims um, consider suicide because identity theft is so traumatic, and that number has doubled over the this this year. And it's still, you know, we're halfway in, but it's not good. And identity theft, it's just not going to go away. No, and unfortunately, I. I think we don't really fully understand or comprehend the extent of the damages identity theft does. I know personally, during the whole COVID um, pandemic, there was a ton of um, fraud going with the payments from the federal government. I was a victim of that. And dealing with the state and trying to get things addressed and getting that recourse... It took over two years to get, hey, this was not me that filed oh that claim. And, wow. you know, and even to the point of my prior government work, I've been a, a victim of the OPM breach that happened with the federal government. Who knows what China and Russia and others are doing with that yeah. information? We just don't fully understand the damages that. The federal government, Nick, really let the gates down and allowed that type of uh, malfeasance to take place. Usually we think about filing tax returns. You get somebody's Social Security number, you file before they file, and you claim a big refund, and then somebody else, like if I was impersonating Nick, then Nick starts to file his taxes, and they say, I'm sorry, you've already filed your taxes. And he says, whoa, 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 what are you talking about, Lewis? You know, it, it doesn't happen. But Yeah, and there's just not much the individuals can really do once it happens. There are some things that you can do prior to that, freeze your credit, sign up for monitoring services right. to try to stop it from happening. But once it happens... It is very it's, difficult. It's tough. All it's right, tough so to you're used to dealing with lunatics and crazy <laughs> people and stuff. What are you doing running for county count or city county city council? Town council. You know, council. yeah, I, I care about my community. I spent ten years in state government, eight of it as an Indiana state trooper, two years with another state agency. Public service is just in my blood. I've taken some time away and focused on my family and my career. And now after talking with some folks that are currently on the town council, but leaving, there's an opportunity to get new blood on the council. And I feel, you know, just personally, my experience is what the town needs to not only continue the success that we have seen, but to address some issues that I, I have seen personally to, to really go from good to great. Terry, yeah. growing up in the 60s and the, the 50s and 60s in Speedway, uh, we sort of, that was our home when we got married in the 70s. The t- town, town council was always the good old boys club. I mean, there was no question about it. And I am really enthused to see you're not a good old boy. I mean, you're focused, but you had to sort of know the secret handshake to get into politics in the 50s and 60s over there. So it's really neat and, to see you doing this. And day. yeah, and I appreciate that. Thank you. And I think there's still a bit of sense of that, of, well, you know, if born and bred to, to be able to get onto council. It's not that way. We've got a really good group that I'm running with um, that I think is going to help revitalize and, and inject this sense of energy into the council that isn't just you know that that good old boys club that's nick sturgeon we're going to take a break because when we come back i want to spend a little more time on finding out what those issues are and uh and what you're about more for those that are listening 
in the Speedway area. It's the first day. Thanks for joining us this morning. 1213, 93WIBC. Good afternoon. Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, Kylan Talley. This is the first day show brought to you by Lisa Phillips, Greg Cooper. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty. CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. In studio with us, we have Nick Sturgeon. And Nick, it's Nick for Speedway. Yes, Nick it is. Nick for Speedway. Uh, I've known Nick for a while now. He's been a friend of WIBC's a long time. I got to know him of, because of cybersecurity and all of his knowledge that he would share with all of you uh, listeners when we would talk about uh, kids going back to school and how to keep us safe. We're gonna Before we get out of here, I've got a few more questions about that. But Nick... And this is why he's here, because I was like, Nick, what are you doing? You decided to for throw your council. name in for town council uh, of Speedway. It is the governing body. We don't have a mayor in Speedway. It's the town council that runs it over. That runs it over. Yeah. And uh, Nick, really, it, more than anything, when he called and he said, hey, I'm doing this, I, I just was surprised. I was surprised because it's so ugly. I don't care if you're on the school board or town council. And it, it doesn't starts have ugly. to be. It doesn't have to be. No. And I think in Speedway, that's what the hope is, that this does not get ugly at all, right? Right? I mean, this yeah, is, you've got you've got things that you want to address. I, I do. And for me, it's about the positive, what I can bring to make Speedway better than what it is right now. Um, that's what I'm going to focus on. You know, I am running against someone on the other party. You know, she can go out and talk about her. I'm going to talk about me. I want to focus on a positive campaign. I These are that. my neighbors and friends. And that division is why a lot of sane people don't get into politics. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they don't, and that's they such don't. a shame yeah. that it's turned so ugly that people are afraid they don't want to. They don't want to mess with it. You it, know what the neat thing is about Nick? His training as an Indiana State Police officer. Yeah. When somebody gets up in his grill, he knows how to handle that. He's it's he's calm. not going to take it personal. Just say, "No, wait a minute. We were talking about this. You know what? Yeah. What? Why are we getting so aggressive yep. here? That'll serve you well, Nick. Yeah, we call that verbal judo. It's just <laughs> <laughs> using words to to go back and and de-escalate the situation a lot of passionate people especially when it comes to politics love that passion but you can't let it get to you personally they're really to me it's they're addressing the issues with the town or the government or whatever not me as an individual what's important what are the issues what do you want to focus on you jumped in because you cared about something something said let's do this and so what are you looking at so you know the biggest thing that i've seen personally and what i have heard from those that i've talked to in the town it's transparency it's communication it's about being available uh, to the folks that live in speedway addressing their needs you know, personally, I, of the council, and there's some great and wonderful folks that serve, but it is that the the sense is they're not communicating with big things. And the elephant in the room is the Wilshaw Hotel at the north end of Main yep. Street. Um, it's a project that's set there for three years, no construction over that time, and very, very little communication about that. I know that stuff's going on. They're working. They're trying to address it. But it's, you know, when you have that void in communication, you know, a lot of crazy ideas and, and right. rumors start to take hold. Yeah, Terry, that Wilshaw, uh, the, the town actually came in and sort of supported it by backing a loan. 
and that was that was unheard of in the town of Speedway. And there are there are, the lines are drawn now, but the problem is is that we still need to resolve that. Some something has to happen with that hotel. It's either going to go forward or it's not. And the question is, what's the position for the Speedway? And the transparency is just not there. It needs to be very. It's very opaque right now. It needs to be transparent. Yep, and. Uh, Talking with some of the current counselors, you know, hey, they're telling me what's going on. It's like, it's simple. Just talk about it. Be open and honest about what's going on. It's a tough situation. The economy, COVID, put that whole thing into a very bad situation. Good decisions, bad decisions, just be open and honest. And that's something that I will do um, elect, if elected to yeah. the council. Yeah. You like this idea of the hotel? You know, I personally, I think the location, you know, is not conducive for 120 to 200. I can't remember exactly what the room Mm -hmm. is. Parking's an issue that supposedly the towns have addressed that with a valet lot there off of 16th Street. You know, I, I think it could have gone to something else, maybe more business oriented, a hotel Personally, I didn't think it was the best idea, but that's what we have. The best thing for the town is to get it addressed. Yeah, just make a decision. Yeah, I like this. And, yeah. you know, he's he's very, you know, he's very collegial here. He knows that there is something stinky in there. They're trying to figure out what it is so they can get it fixed. <laughs> is there are there other stinky parts of Speedway? We oh, should know. Not. No, Speedway's no, a it, great it, place. It, it is a, I it, agree, a hundred percent. That's yeah. why you know you some of these there might be stinky things so that I don't know. About. <laughs> no, it, it's a great. Town. That's a political term too, yeah. by the way. So well, very it. sophisticated. I'm yeah, but because of how prominent it is. That's what's getting the attention, and that's what's going to get the attention in this upcoming election. Um, I think a good thing for me is I'm not on the council now, uh, so I really don't have to necessarily address it head on. But I think it still needs to be addressed head on. And I think it's really partly uh, some symptoms of what is happening, just the lack of communication on, on things, the engagement to the the folks like myself of, hey, this is what we're here. And I think just really that energy that I would bring to the council will help address some of those issues. You know, some of the issues that I face in Hancock County is the growth issue. And they want to continue to grow and grow and grow. And I understand that. You know, I mean, I do really get it. And I'm not against development necessarily. I I just think right decisions need to be made when deciding what goes where. Is this an issue in Speedway? Well, you know, we're a little bit landlocked. You really are. But I didn't know if there were other parts. If it's if there are parts I just don't know of Speedway that are sitting empty and we'd like to see. The the Coke lot. Yeah. But it's not going anywhere. No, it's not going anywhere. We need the Coke lot. Though there, there is some development that will be going in part of that um that was released by the town council in the last couple weeks or ish um really the the main focus of a development's been on Crawfordsville Road at Founder Square Square mm-hmm. right next to uh, 465 yep. um seen a lot of that going there's a, I think 80 85% of that has been sold and and development. It, in. It's really a nice gateway, yep. Terry. If the if the Shaw Motel, that, which is down at Main Street and Sixteenth yep. and Crawford's Willow, that's sort of like what Lisa Phillips was talking about. That's the front door. 
and it just needs to be addressed. But that's coming from the from the east side and what we call the north side. Off of 465, they have really developed that. That was part of my old paper route there. It used to be a trailer park, <laughs> believe it or not, that right up against the creek. Boy, has it come a long way. Yep, and it's beautiful. There's a new sign that's being built right now. It's going to speedway going to be beautiful nice entrance for those that are coming off of 465 going down to Crawfordsville Road down to the track or down to Main Street and that's the thing I, you know with some of you know the Wilshaw program there's been a lot of wonderful economic development the revitalization of Main Street over the oh, past yeah. few years is gorgeous it's beautiful beautiful and when i moved in 2006 2007 it was a ghost town that and it was. Now to see it, it's hustling and bustling during lunchtime and on the weekends. And those are some really good things that I don't want to have overshadowed either. It was well. there in the 50s and 60s because we used to leave the junior high school. We, we got a break. We, it wasn't a cafeteria. We could run down to Rosner's right on the corner there, get a hamburger and a Coke and be back in school within 40 minutes. You know, I just want to mention too, you know, we don't just have the Indy 500 now. I mean, we have racing that is, there's racing of some sort or events that are happening out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway more than I've ever seen. Now, again, that is within a season, but it isn't just the Indy 500 anymore. There are more people that are coming into Speedway, and uh, and that's an awesome thing. All right, well, I'm going to ask you a quick question. You have 30 seconds. Uh, this Your daughter is running for student council, and I'm going to ask you the same question she was asked, and why you should be on on student council. Why? No, why should you be on the, count, no, I know, I mean, I know. On the city right, council? Right, 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 right. I know. Just, why should you be on the town council in Go. Speedway? I'm passionate about the town. You know, I think the fact that I am a transplant and have chosen to to raise my family there says a lot to my dedication to the town. You chose Speedway. I, I chose Speedway. I have served the town as a state trooper and a reserve officer, so I have I know what it means to give or potentially give my life for the town. I don't think many others, especially that's currently in the race, can say that. I've got the experience from my time in government, in the private sector, that the town needs. You've got an event coming up. Micah Beckwith, a bunch of them are getting, everybody's yeah, getting together? Yeah, we're doing a fundraiser at Daredevil on the 21st from 6 to okay. 8. Micah's going to be there. Uh, we've got some other folks that will that are running um, as Republicans coming there, on either in Wayne Township or West Side. Looking forward to that. It's kind of going to be our big kickoff as a group. Okay. And we're going to be at other events throughout town as well. Before we let you go, Kylan has a cybersecurity question. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm stuck on... Okay, if you didn't listen to the first segment that we've had Nick for Speedway here with us, go check it out on the podcast after we get done with this interview. But you talked about cybersecurity and how people don't realize what all that means with identity theft, per se. I was talking to Terry earlier. Mm -hmm. Movies over-dramatize it, right? You've got the identity thief where it's just making fun of it and playing light of that. So can you peek into that hole for us? What exactly would some of that damage be, which is part of the reason it should be taken more seriously? Yeah, well, first and foremost, it's potentially your money, your bank account, your credit can be affected by that. So if somebody goes and ruins your credit when you go to buy a house or go for that new credit card or buy that car, you're not going to be able to get money. Those are probably the most immediate and noticeable effects by it. But then 
you know, it's oh just how can I put this? <laughs> um, it's life changing. It, it is sure. life changing. And he knows um, for, it happened to him. Yep. And, and it's just, it can at the very or the bare minimum, it's an annoyance having to deal with all the credit oh, card yeah. companies and, and the government. Hey, what's this so, mighty card? Yeah. yeah. So it, I won't take full credit. A friend of mine gave me these and put me onto these. These are RFID blockers. So you put them in your wallet or your purse next to the tap credit cards they and you know if it's a tap if it's got the three little lines it looks like a wi-fi symbol this will keep from somebody coming up to you and reading your credit card information fantastic it, it just very simple doesn't take up a lot of room it looks like a credit card you just put this in front of those credit cards mm-hmm. and a reader won't be able to read that information where do we get it um mightycard.com i okay. believe is the the website um yeah, yeah mighty card mighty wallet card. or actually take that back mightywallet.com i you know it'd help if i read the back of the card wallet.com <laughs> brought us all of these for our cybersecurity. Yeah. thank you for that and I, how do we get oh please I have one last question because with schools coming back, they're doing a lot of online schooling, virtual schooling, working from home. Everything is virtual now. Heck, even online buying during your Labor Day weekend. Do you have any other main tips for protecting against this type of thing? Yeah, just focus on the stuff that's coming in and email and the text messages. If it looks weird, it seems off, it is probably off. Just delete the email delete those text messages, don't answer the phone that are coming up with spam, just pay attention. It's very much like in the real world, just pay attention to your surroundings. Nick, where do we find more about you? So Nick, the number four, speedway.in.com is the website, but on the socials, it's Nick for Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for coming to see us today. Thank you, guys. Thanks for everything. We appreciate it. Thank you. You betcha. 1232, and this is the first day on 93 WIBC. When I met you in the summer, to my heartbeat sound, we fell in love. As the leaves turn brown. 93 WIBC, it is Terry Stacy. As Labor Day approaches, I thought it would be interesting to take a look at what the future of work looks like. As boomers continue retiring and Generation Alpha start their careers. And joining us now is one of the best. This is Jeff Arnold. He's a leadership expert. He's an award-winning author. And we're going to talk a little bit about his book, Leading Across Generations, A Guide to Managing and Motivating a Multi-Generational Workforce. Jeff, how are you? Terry, I am well. Thank you so much for inviting me today. I can't wait to unpack some of this uh, generational content that everyone talks about. Yeah, let's do that. Just got this from a company called Basking. This is a workplace analytical firm that just released this data. And they are showing the average average office occupancy rates in North America peaked at 35% per week. About 43% of workers who went back to the office clocked in for fewer than six hours during the first half of 2023. So do you think we'll ever see all employees back in the office 40 hours a week? Yes, uh, we will see many employers requiring them to be back, but I think that uh, nimble employers and those that uh, want to recruit, hire, and retain the best talent 
um, have accepted that this is the new normal, right? So they're like in anything, there are multiple uh, different camps, but uh, I think, um, uh, you know, those tech, tech leaning firms are mostly uh, staying with this because they believe it allows them to recruit and retain people from all over the world. Um, and other companies are, are seeing the data and the point that, look, we're just not as productive when we telecommute. Uh, and we want all of our people, not under our noses, but where we can, uh, you know, what gets measured gets done. And we want it where we can measure physically and visually. So who do you think holds the power in the workplace right now, employer or employee? I would submit to you that there is a great shift underway that certainly during uh, the pandemic, um, it was more employee focused, right? It's what it, whatever employees need to do to keep uh, keep them, well, to keep their companies running too, right? Yeah. Um, but, but as happens when... Um, uh, you see large firms laying off, which you, you see every time you open up uh, an email or a newsletter or anything, that that it shifts more to the employers. And so um, uh, that's what employers will be, be battling for talent, of course. There will be more available in the workforce, more employees than, than jobs in theory sometimes. And so they have to be nimble and uh, creative in how they offer to um, not only compensate, but what the work, uh, uh, work structure and workplace looks like. You know, I just saw the article in the Wall Street Journal titled, The Lazy Girl Job is In Right Now. The younger generation, what do you see them doing to really shake up the status quo on the job? It's, it's, uh, it's funny, Terry. I, every interview I've done lately for, for my book, Lazy Girl Job, has woven its way into it. So it's part of the – you feel a little odd as a male saying the lazy girl job because, like, I'm going to get a hate text, right? But, right, right, yeah. But, but, uh, but it is working its way through the vernacular of, of everyone, right? I mean, you're on the, the leading edge of this because, uh, you know, a lot of them are doing it now. You're at the front. Um, and it really means that – they, they're looking for a job that has minimal oversight, minimal management, and complete control of their creativity, which means they want to do what they want to do when they want to do it, right? So, yeah, yeah um, you're right. And so the lazy girl job, I still have to pause when I say that. Lazy girl job, <laughs> quiet quitting, minimal Monday mindset or yes. minimal work Monday oh are, are things that are working in. And I would not say to your listeners, I would say that, um, you know, this isn't altogether new. Um, when, when you think about the generations in the workforce now, and that is, as, as you alluded to at the top of the segment, baby boomers to Gen X uh, to millennials to Gen Z, and now in come the, the Gen Alphas, especially in the, in the retail, like the you know, coffee shops and ice cream parlors. There's some Gen Alphas working their way into it. And there's just a lot to learn and a lot to be taught when you come in. Um, the reason it's so prevalent you know, the baby boomer generation was such a large generation, right, that they just forced change into the world. And then the Gen X generation, which I'm, I'm a Gen Xer, uh, we were such a small population. Um, it, it wasn't as much uh, uh, there was change, but there wasn't the social media and force behind yeah. it. And the millennials, the largest generation, right, bigger than the boomers, bigger than Z, bigger than Gen X. And so, of course, that changed um how work is uh, addressed, how it's looked at, and the work-life balance really became more of a, a, a talking point for them. So we've shifted now from work-life balance to lazy girl jobs to minimal work Mondays. I suspect that as they become, I don't want to say more mature, but more ingrained in their work lives and you know have to pay more bills, that they will stand up to and do just like every other generation before them. And uh, 
America is still a, a strong country and their work ethic is going to reflect what uh, America is all about. What I'm starting to see more of and what I've learned from, because I learned from that younger generation that I work with and they're surrounding me. And what I learned from them is this work-life balance. Some of us that have been around a while are like, okay, look, it's working for you. So I'm going to take that too. I think it's it's up to every individual, right? Now, I, I do have uh, I would I would call it a puritanical a puritanical work ethic and uh, a, a deep moral conviction that kind of prohibit me from in, embracing kind of just mailing it in. Or people people will work their way into understanding that because at, at some point all the new uh, generations entering the workplace will come to the understanding and the knowledge will be transferred to them, like it was to us that your personal brand. Like brand you is very, very important. And you are judged by your employer and by your coworkers on your brand. And you created that brand, good or bad, right? And if that if you're just Mr. or Mrs. Halfway or Mrs. Lazy Girl Job or Mr. Just Gonna Mail It In, then that's your brand. And so um, when companies go to shift, the economy shift, and they need to lay off, they get rid of bad brands first, right? Yeah. And even if you are a good brand and get laid off, your brand is so high amongst everyone that everyone would want to recruit you. My, again, my work ethic and my moral convictions don't allow me to just halfway do things. And I, I suspect most people are like that. And those that aren't will slowly grow into that understanding. So it's a it's a generational knowledge piece that they have to grow into. Looking ahead to the future, so much is talked about artificial intelligence. For good or bad, that may be, I mean, we're talking about semis that are able to drive on their own across the, across the country now. How do you think that's going to affect the workforce? Probably sooner than later. Absolutely. And in ways we cannot even imagine, right? I mean, we're just scratching the surface on this. Uh, I do not live in fear of it. I am not concerned about it. I, I do not believe it, it uh, displaces anything that, that I or my children or future grandchildren, whatever, will do. It will augment. It will help. Uh, and there are certain segments of uh, the population whose jobs may be kind of replaced, but but everyone is uh, – humans are very malleable, uh, moldable, bendable. We change and we can adapt. That's the great thing about the human spirit. And so I welcome AI. I embrace its enhancements to our uh, to our everyday jobs, and, and I think it makes us um, – quite candidly, better as a people to focus on what matters. Do you worry it will take away many of the jobs that we have today? I think it can, but I think we'll, uh, look, we're we're a very industrial nation. We're industrial global world, right? And uh, uh, it, it doesn't replace, there will still need to be humans for all kinds of things, right? Uh, this this So these programmable uh, thought things like GPT is a programmable. So it's been programmed with this thought. Well, humans, uh, are thought leaders, right? And we have the ability to program our own thoughts, but come up with new thoughts. And so it doesn't completely replace us. Um, It augments and helps us. Well, Jeff Arnold, thank you. I really appreciate your time today. Leadership expert Jeff Arnold, he's the author of Leading Across the Generations, A Guide to Managing and Motivating a Multi-Generational Workforce. If you want to learn more about that particular book or any of his others, go to leading.jeffarnold.com. Terry, greatly appreciate your time. Hey, it's the first day, and food news is coming up next right here on 93 WIBC. Welcome back to 
Welcome back to the first day. It is 12.52, just ahead of food news. Court documents reveal that a Centerville man told police he had experienced a spiritual awakening when he decided to stand in his doorway yesterday and wave at people who drove by on US-40. What's wrong with that? He was naked. Ah! In Uh zoo news, (laughs) you can name the baby Gibbon. The baby Gibbon's new name, it could be Edison, Emmett, or Echo at the Indianapolis Zoo. Now Each the of the Gibbon names start with an E. Gibbon is a big monkey with long arms oh, and a beautiful. white face. His yeah. dad's name is Elliot, so they want an E name. The contest will close tomorrow. IndianapolisZoo.com for the link. And who remembers the Labor Day flood of 2003? I do, after it was brought to my attention. Ever, do you remember, There was evacuations. Yeah, widespread flash flooding occurred across the city. Homes being evacuated, numerous vehicles rescued, over 300 homes and 60 businesses were flooded, forcing some 200 people to evacuate. We had 7.2 inches that Labor Day weekend. Uh, what else did I want to tell you? Man Flood. in the doorway, you Labor Day flooding. You know what, while flooding. you're figuring that out, I do have something to mention. You mentioned animal news. You could yeah. go see the Blue Whales Return of the That's Giants it. at IMAX Theater in the Indiana State Museum. Okay. Beautiful, huge screen, six stories tall, so you can pretty much see the whole whale <laughs> on the screen, how it would be, right? You also, mean like a real like life-size whale. Exactly. They have a mat laying down when you walk into the theaters showing wow. how big the whale is, and then compare that to- I would love that. I wanted to be a whale trainer It'd be when pretty I was a cool. kid. Also in IMAX news, your blockbuster hit Barbie yeah. is headed to IMAX, and you'll have the special screening on the largest screen in the state, IMAX, obviously, because of this national attention and, well, demand of Barbie. So that'll be going back into the theaters September 22nd through 28th. Okay. Get their tickets now, because I know those will go quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. It's 1254. Can we talk about the food? Yeah. Can we talk about this food? You ready? 85 degrees and sunny, by the way. It's food news. First day food news. All right, we're going to start this off with a little bit of education for you. Okay. In the news, there's been some fruit and vegetable prescriptions being handed out. And what this does, it's being studied that it'll lead to better heart health. People eat more produce, they lose weight, reductions in blood pressure. Overall, a good thing. So try and add some more fruit and vegetables into your diet. Obviously, my tasting isn't fruit and vegetables today, but we'll get to that. Grand openings to mention, Mochi Nut. It's a new mochi donut shop in Fishers. You can go check that out. I mentioned last week the grand opening of A Cup of Chai, the first chai tea restaurant in Fountain Square, right? Mm -hmm. Tune in next week to hear about their first chai history and tasting that they'll be hosting. And then finally, Devour Indie. It's the last day to do it. it Go check out all the restaurants. The restaurant that we have tasting today was a participant in it, although not on Sundays, unfortunately. We have a little bit of the pastries from Gallery Pastry Bar. Unbelievable. They have three different restaurants around. You can find them Gallery on 16th in the Old North Side. Gallery Pastry Bar is actually one of the kind of sponsors and partners with Indiana Fever, who have a game today. Oh. Good luck, Fever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have some of theirs. Highland. These were wonderful. We had an orange one that looked like little bitty puffballs, nine puffballs in a square. It's beautiful. I'll be we posting had, pictures. We had gorgeous. the we absolutely had the one with a strawberry. That's my favorite too, by the way. And then this last one is sort of a graham cracker. Was it like a tiramisu? Tiramisu. There yep. you go. It's I'll a little you. coffee. Is bar. it? Mm-hmm. Kylan, these are beautiful. I mean, it is art. This is very fancy for us, and it is delicious. Galleries, oh pastries. Even Thank the you for bringing cake. these in. Thank you. 
Thank you the for bringing cake. these in. The basic, but oh my gosh, this is art. You know, on an everyday basis, I personally would not go out of my way to buy something like this, something so gourmet and beautiful. But I feel like that's why I love Devour Indie so much because you get to, even though it's not in your budget on a regular basis, they make it for you, right? Go check out all the other Devour Indie restaurants on your last day of Devour, especially for your lunch and dinner times. All participating restaurants, you can find them devourindie.com. Hey, last day for butter too. Yep. And I mean butter, the fine arts show. It's open right now for business. Goes until four o'clock, I think. Mm-hmm. Not sure. I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks to all of our guests that came in, Nick Sturgeon and talking to Lisa and Phillips and Greg Cooper and all of you too. Kylan, thanks. Denny. See you, kids. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs>